JD Talking Sports. Drop the G on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, subscribe on iTunes. Now, today's date is April 9th, 2017. Last night, I said it was April 8th, 2015. So, I'm a time capsule, time, time traveler, whatever you want to call it. H.D. Wells, and I got reincarnated. I went back two years yesterday's show, but no, it was 2017. Now, I just watched Sergio Garcia win his first major, wins the master. Him and Justin Rose go 18th hole. They both miss. Justin Rose kind of lift around, and then uh, I'll tell you, Sergio, he got the yips because he missed badly on his 18th. They go to the they go to sudden death, and Justin Rose does not get a good shot off, and then he has two putts to make the title. And you don't want to you don't want a two putt to win a title, do you? And it lips in, goes in, and his reaction, Sergio Garcia, was awesome. His fiance is there, Sam, and he was like a little kid. And everyone's going, Sergio, 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 Sergio. It was awesome. And, it, you know, Masters always makes me think it's beautiful weather coming. It's going to get warm. It's going to be 81 tomorrow. Yankees open up. Hey, Yankees are 2-4. and four. If they would have lost today, they would have been 1-5. Worst start since 89. Did not happen. Score 4 in the ninth. Beat the Orioles 7-3. CC first pitcher this year to go more than five innings this season. Doesn't get the win. Betances does. Hey, yeah, Mets are playing tonight at 8. Why they have to play on a Sunday night at 8? I can't stay up long enough to talk about it. I'm beat. I got to work tomorrow. All right, Isaac, you got to go. Now, I know, I'm, I'm, I got a lot of energy tonight. Let me tell you something. Hashtag why not for Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook today, hey, you know what? He gets his 40-second triple-double. And you know what? He breaks the Big O's record. He deserves it. But the way he did it today, they're down 105, 2.9 seconds left. Westbrook's trying to get over. They get the ball into Adams. Adam passes it back to Westbrook, who takes a 36-footer, three-pointer, at the buzzer, in. They win 106-105. Russell Westbrook today had, that was his 48th, 49th, 50 points. 50 freaking points. 16 rebounds, 10 assists, 42nd triple-double in 80 games. 80 games. What was today? Wait, did he have three games left? You know what? I think, yes. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's out of control, man. 50 points, and he hits the game. He's a 36-footer to win it at the buzzer. I'm just like, what a day. What a day in sports. Sergio Garcia, 0 for 73 in majors, gets it on his 74th try. That It's a marathon, not a sprint. You never, ever, ever give up on this shit. Ever. Ever. Fantastic. Knicks fall to 30 and 51. Ryan, I'm sorry, but now they have eclipsed. Their loss total for last year. Last year, 32 and 50. This year, they are 30 and 51. They are 55 52 at the half. Outscored 34 22 in the fourth. Lose 110 97 to the Raptors, who for the second straight year win 50 games. Their season finale is against the Sixers, who they host on Wednesday. Happy Passover. Happy Palm Sunday, everybody. Tomorrow, Passover. A lot of holidays coming up. Very religious time, very pious time for the people out there today. Now, they can finish second, the Raptors, if they beat the Cavs and Celtics lose the last two. Now, this is interesting because the Cavaliers tonight 
were outscored 44-18 in the fourth quarter, 59-32, fourth quarter in overtime. They lose to the Hawks 126-125. You do not get blown out 44-18 in the fourth quarter. LeBron had a triple-double. Kyrie Irving had a, had 45, and they still lost. Unbelievable today. I mean, just like Ron Baker today had a career high in assists with eight, 11 points, eight rebounds, eight assists. He's a free agent at, at the end of the year. They want to keep him. Aaron Gomez had 20 points in the first half, 24 for the game, career high, 11 rebounds, and five assists. He is playing like a beast. He had a great move on DeRozan, who was trying to like pull his shirt in the first half. I watched some of the game with my father. He said, why are we watching this? I said, Dad, there's nothing else on. He said, okay. <laughs> Raptors won their third straight, swept the Knicks for the first time since 2009-2010. Melo and Porzingis both out. Melo's missed six of the last 10 games. Porzingis has missed four straight. Kuzminskis led the Knicks with 12 off the bench. Knicks have the sixth worst, worst record in the NBA. They've lost four of the last five. DeMar DeRozan was 13 of 15 from the free throw line. That matched the Knicks total for as a team. So when one guy takes as many free throws as your whole team, you're not going to win many games. And the Knicks were up as much as 11. They were up, uh, yeah, they were up. I'm sorry, they were up, up by one. Yeah, I'm trying to do the math in my head, and that never goes over, that never goes over well for JD. Outscored by 12. They were down by one entering the, th- the fourth. And they got outscored by 12 in the fourth. They ended up losing by 13. So we're down by one end during the fourth, but they've been up as much as 11. Fell apart in the fourth. And Hernan Gomez said, I just tried to play hard. I'm happy because I tied my scoring high today. But then he kind of, you know, I was like, okay, dude, I, I, I think that's great and all, but but it'd be better if we got the win. Yeah, I think so. I think you can. You know, I think you have to be, you know, he's a young guy, so we got to cut him some slack. But I think in the long run, you want him to say, you, you don't care if you score, if you don't care if you score 100 points. If you lose the goddamn game, you don't remember that shit. I wouldn't. I'd be like, we lost the goddamn game. Let's oh, go 100 points. We lost the goddamn game. Who cares? We lost the goddamn game. You know? Hey, all right. He said, we're better for, yeah, we're a lot better. Knicks are now 79 and 166 under Phil Jackson. Third straight, 50 losses or more under, in full seasons, they've lost 50, 50, or more losses the last three years. Full seasons under Phil Jackson. Hey, it was ugly. It's ugly. And then it got, hey, they kept it close. They were up by 11. I thought, you know, hey, they looked pretty good first half. And this is the game they, they wanted to win because they, did, they hadn't secured the three seed and the Raptors were shooting for more. And DeMar DeRozan actually, 35 points, he he went over 2,000 points for the season. Second player in franchise history to do that. Vince Carter did it twice previously for the Raptors. But that's a pretty damn good season. And he re-upped with them. DeMar DeRozan could play some ball, man. He kept him in the game the first half. 30 and 51. Worse than last year. Hey, item 42 and 40. Wow. Did not happen. Nets, as I said, finished 13 and 28 at Barclays. But won three straight and five of the last six there. Four and three the last seven. Seven and four the last 11. 11 and 11 since March 1st. 20 and 60. And Lopez is 22 points from passing. Buck Williams is the all-time leading scorer in Nets history. They play at Boston tomorrow night. And finish up with the Sixers. Yeah. How about that? Doc Rivers last night tied Mike Dunleavy with 215 regular season wins. I thought it would be more. 98-87 over the Spurs after the game. Pop, 
Popovich was pissed. He says, hey, no one's, you know, he's not happy with how they're playing. He goes, you know, everybody's playing. Everybody's playing, man. He is not happy how they, not happy how they're finishing up the season. He says, we're going to finish up. Nobody's sitting. And a Kawhi Leonard at 28. They finished 31-10 and 10 at AT&T. The Spurs did. Last year, they were 41, which tied an NBA record with the Celtics at AT&T Center. They will host the number seven uh, Memphis Grizz in the first round of the playoffs. Clips were 3-1 and one against the Spurs this year. And the Clips have limited Leonard to 13.7 point per, point per, points per game in 55 games against them all-time. Lowest against any team, Kawhi Leonard. And the Clippers this year, 23-13 versus teams with winning records. Now they're fighting for the fourth seed, but the thing with the Jazz, but the Jazz lost yesterday when Damian Lillard had 59, which was a career and franchise high record for the Portland Trailblazers in their 101-86 win over the Jazz. Now they are the fourth seed, which is home court in the four and five. Clips have a home court over the Jazz, which could bode well for them. And Hassan Whitehead last night is 56 double-double the season. In the 106-103 win over the Wizards, 119th of his career, too shy of Dwayne Wade for fourth in team history. He had 30 points, 12 rebounds, two assists, two steals, and three blocks. And the Wizards need to win their final two games to record the franchise's first 50-win season since 1978-79 season. That's a long time. I'd love to see the Wizards get it. They're not playing good ball. They were playing great January through early March, and they have fizzled since then. They've gotten a little cold. Celtics are now tied with the Cavs. But if they finish with the same record, Cavs will win the number one seed because they won the season series against the Celtics. But they won last night 121-114 over the Hornets. They play the Nets tomorrow night. They're 51-29. So are the Cavs. They host the Nets and the Bucks. Nets are playing some better ball. Cavs have left the Heat, and they finish at home versus the Raptors. Some tough games. And Kemba Walker... For the Hornets, second most points in franchise history this season, behind only Glenn Rice. He was also the 10th different player in NBA history to have 240 plus threes in a season. And the Bucks, hey, made the playoffs second time in three years, 90 to 82 over the Sixers. They were 22 and 30 on February 10th, 19 and 19, 19 and 9 since. They broke a three-game losing streak. They're 41 and 39. Good for the Bucks. Good for Mr. Oh man, I am blanking on names today. Oh. My God. Oh, my God. Jason Kidd. Wow. Man. Brain freeze. Katie last night, 6 or 15 from the floor, 16 points, 10 rebounds. Golden State beat the Pelicans 123-101. Clay Thompson also had 20 points. They were blowing them out. Wasn't even that close. And the Raptors versus the Cavs on Wednesday. Cavs have won all three meetings so far. That's going to help them. Man, I can't believe they blew a 26 Fourth, 26 point fourth quarter lead Paul Millsap hit a shot at the buzzer to send it to overtime at 111 each 22 points unbelievable 59-32 in the fourth and overtime LeBron had 32 points 16 rebounds 10 assists his 13th triple double fouled out in overtime and as I said uh, well Lennon proved to 42-38 Boston and the Cavs are tied at 51-29 and they're going to be pissed about this they're going to be really pissed Portland is 40-40 and they have the last number 8 spot in the West. They're two games up on Denver. That was a tough loss for Denver tonight. And they're saying that, okay, Yankees, got the, I told you got the win today, but James, James Caprellian said could be headed toward Tommy John surgery. Tanaka hit two batters for the first time in his career. Last year, he only hit 
three in 199 point and two thirds of an in, and two thirds of an inning. Three all season at two yesterday. Sanchez, they're saying, thank God it wasn't the ten, and that would have been a very serious issue. But they are saying that Yankees are concerned that it could be, you know, could be out for a while. I guess we'll see what happens. But right now he is playing. And Tanaka yesterday breezed with the first three innings. Last two innings, he pitched 60 pitches, 35 to escape a base-loaded jam in the fifth. And also four base on balls equal the total in five previous starts versus the Orioles. Tanaka, 11.74 ERA in two starts, 14 hits, six base on balls, and seven and two-thirds innings pitch. Not good. But he was hitting 97 on a radar gun. And he says he feels okay, which they said should be troubling to the Yankees. We shall see. And this was interesting. The yes researcher James Smythe. This season, only second time in 100 years that a Yankee starter, that a Yankee starter failed to record and out in the sixth inning in the first five games. Last time was 2007, and the f- five pitchers were Carl Pavano, Mike Mussina, Andy Pettit, Daryl Rasner, and Kay Igawa. How about that, huh? James Smythe, you are a genius. And they're saying Sanchez is 24, not 34, so that should help him. You know, I have to be careful because it is just throwing arm. Thank God, hey. Aaron Judge got a home run today, went two for four. Ronald Torres, three for five, two-run triple. Judge Judge came into the game bad in two, uh, and, uh, two for 15 so far in the season. CC, six innings, three runs, two earned, four base on the balls, three Ks, ERA of 164 after two games. Hey, he went six. Batances got the win. Chapman pitched one inning, two strikeouts. Yankees got 11 base on balls. How about that? 11 walks. And Matt Holiday, five base on balls today. God damn, 11 base. Hey, that's good. They ran the count. Good for them. Tomorrow, opening day, Michael Pineda 0-1 with a 9.28 ERA versus Alex Cobb 1-0 with a 1.59 ERA. Tampa Bay's 5-2, man. Playing good ball. 105 tomorrow. I wish I was there. I wish I was there. Yeah, you know what? I don't. They were five and two. I did not check to see if if Tampa Bay. Uh, sorry about that. That was they. Were, I was watching the play again of the three. That was pretty awesome. Rays won today. They yep five and two. Yankees two and four could have been one and five. Thank God. Thank God for the ninth inning. All right, Mets. They lost eight one last night to the Marlins. Paul Sewell. Major League de- debut, debut. They didn't want to put him in. They were hoping not to have to put him in, but Robert Gesellman only went five, so he had to go in. Gave back-to-back RBIs, three straight, three straight singles. They brought him up, and they designated Ty Kelly for assignment, who only had one at bat, and he struck out in his only at bat on Wednesday in the 12-inning game. Well, he was sent down. He was designated for assignment. He's gone. Paul Sewell. Came in. Gaselman went five innings, six hits, three runs. Now they said the Gaselman slider wasn't working and his face, uh, fastball placement wasn't working, but he showed the po- but they uh, Terry Collins said he showed the poise that helped him save the Mets last year. And the Mets one through five hitters didn't get a single hit until the eighth. Seven Ks among them, three hits of the day, and team had thirteen strikeouts yesterday. Not good. Also, only a two runs Friday against the Marlins. Not a good time to go cold. And Adam Conley entered the game having pitched 13 scoreless innings in two previous stints at City Field. Well, he didn't give up a hit until the fifth with Duda's home run. Then went, So went five innings, one hit, one run, two singles after that. 
as Drupal Cabrera had a hit and but he didn't strike out, but he was favoring his left wrist several times. That's not good going forward. And Michael Conforto, five games, just four bats. He grounded out to shortstop yesterday. He is working, you know, it's been mostly as a pinch hitter. And Michael Kadire, former Met, gave Conforto some great advice. He said, treat, you know, treat, you know, pitching like it's a first at bat. More thinking, he said, more think I want to find my pitch and drive it somewhere as opposed to being super aggressive and making something happen right off the bat. He said, I have to find what works for me, starting to understand that a bit, which is good. You can't go up there. You have to go up there with the game plan. It's, even though it's a pinch hit, you still have to go up there and be, treat it as at, as it as an at-bat, not as the at-bat. You understand what I'm saying? Neil Walker had four strikeouts yesterday, and they think Bartolo Colon will be back with the Mets in July. Big sexy, you think? And this is the thing. They think that a lot of what I've been reading, Mets' fortunes won't rest on the fourth and fifth starters, if Thor, DeGrom, and Harvey do their jobs, Mets will be all right. You know, easier said than done. If they all do their job, you still want some contributions from the fourth and fifth. And you can't judge Robert Gesellman on one goddamn at start. I know that's what it feels like every time now. You, they got one at start, one start, and you have to you judge them on that. You have to give them some time, man. It's a marathon, not a sprint, man. You can't. You got to give these guys the rhythm. If you think every time you're up there you're going to get yanked or put on the bench, then you can't play your best. You can't be fear. Can't guide your game. You got to be who you, it's got to be. Sometimes you don't have a good game. Not every starter is consistent every goddamn time they go out there. That's that's my I, that's what I think. And Gesellman is a basically a rookie. And Reyes sat last night, but he actually got in and he struck out swinging as a pinch hitter in the eighth. And starting off slow, he is starting tonight. Tim Depot, second home run in three games. First two games, two for 10, four Ks. He had a moonshot today. Today was a definite home run. And they said down in Columbia, they love him. They didn't love him when he played for the Gators, but they love him now. Fans, I, I saw a fan, one fan with a jet, a Bronco, and a Mets jersey. Everybody had a different jerseys on. It was pretty cool. I thought that was pretty cool. They love him. Hey, he's good for baseball. And Jeremy Guthrie for the Nationals had a dip into the minors for a fifth start of the Nationals last night. 38-year-old Jeremy Guthrie didn't pitch in the majors last year. He was charged with 10 runs in two-thirds of an inning, ERA of 135 in the 17-3 loss to the Phillies. And they waived him today. Designated for assignment. If he clears waivers, then he can go accept the minor league position with the Nats. And he went on Twitter, Twitter he said yesterday, he said, so disappointing to let this team down tonight. This opportunity meant more to me than most of my career. Get the series tomorrow, boys. And they lost on a walk-off today. And you know who else today? They were down seven going into the ninth. So they were down nine. Wait, they were down nine. Yeah, they, no, they were down nine three going in the ninth. Down six, they score seven in the ninth, and the Angels ten nine over the Mariners today. Astros won on a on a walk. Marte for the Pirates had a two run homer to win it, to, to win his game today. And the Pirates had on their cool old seventies We Are Family uniforms, which I freaking love. I love that baseball cap that Kent the Colby. That's what I remember with the sidearm. Love those freaking jerseys. Love them. Love them. And, and this is what makes you feel good. This is why you love sports. After 19 starts at Augusta, Sergio finally slips on the green jacket. That's the, sh- that's the shit you love. You know, that's the thing. You know, it, you never give up on anything. You've got to keep plugging along, and You've got to keep trucking. You've got to keep going, right? Never, never give up, man. It's a marathon, not a sprint. All right. 
left tackle and NFL future Julian Davenport out of Bucknell. He's a cousin or cousin of Michael Kidd Gilchrist of the Hornets, longest arms of any player at the scouting combine. Now listen to this. 2014 to 2016, the Jags, Raiders, and Giants spent an average of $429 million combined. They went 18-30 and 30 over the three years. Now the three teams that spent the least, the Packers, Panthers, and Steelers during that time, paid an average of 69.7 in free agents. They went 30-18. and 18. Crazy, right? Now the Giants, they said offensive line, they could go after Cam Robinson from Alabama, 6'6", 322, started as a freshman, looks the part of a left or right tackle, shoulder injury issues, also arrest record on weapons and drug charges. Hey, you know, just a day's work. Must be considered in his evaluation. Then you have Ryan Ramzik. He's out of Wisconsin, 6'6", 310, one year on big time level. That's all he played one year at the big time level. And once quit the game, Desire could be questioned. Great feet at left tackle should instantly be a solid pass protector. That's another guy. And Garrett, Garrett Bulls out of Utah, 6'5", 297, will be a 25-year-old rookie left tackle. Mauler with bust potential. He had a troubled teenage years with drugs, alcohol, and gang affiliations. I don't know. You know what? Fluker came out of Bama, San Diego, and he, you know, he's with the, yeah, he's with the Giants now. I don't know. These Bama guys come out of college and some of them are good. Hey, you know what? Jets had uh goddamn that cornerback. He's a he, he was a he was injured every other day. What was his name? That's gonna bother me. Uh I see his name. Jets first round pack. Jets first. Round draft picks. Okay, let's see, let's see, let's see. Okay, okay. Yeah, I was trying to think, and he turned out to be terribly. D. Milner. Ooh. I don't know. You know, I, I you know, I kind of like, uh, I know 25 is a little old, but, you know, he's got an edge to him. Came back from, from tough. And one guy only played one year big big time football. They're all big boys. You never know. It, it's a crapshoot. UFC 210 last night. Daniel Cormier retains light heavyweight title by a round two, round two rear naked choke over Anthony Rumble Johnson, who retired after the fight. Yeah. And Chris Weidman lost on a controversial TKO. He got hit with a knee, uh, with a knee shot. Then he went down. They said he put his hand down. And then they gave him a rest break, uh, five-minute rest break. And they, then they checked the videotape. And they went back and they get a TKO. He's lost three in a row after starting his career at 13-0. I don't know. And UFC is going to plan to open headquarters in Vegas in May. We shall see. And then you have Golden Knights need a TV broadcast partner in country's 40th largest market. And they're also 30.9% of the Clark County residents identify as Latino. You have to sell a sport with almost no Hispanic representation. But you got hockey, you got fighting, and you got alcohol. Why not? I think anybody would like that stuff. And it's something new. It's fast. I think they'll sell it there. Hey, you got them. You have the Raiders coming. Now, if UNLV could get better, we'd be all good, right? That's all. You got the Raiders. You got that. And, in, oh, that's another thing. I thought this was happened today. I thought this was interesting. Thank you, David Purdom, ESPN. The NFL is looking into the arm wrestling contest that took place this week at the MGA Grand Casino in Vegas and reportedly featured more than 30 current and foreign players, including, including Pittsburgh Steelers linebacker James Harrison and retired running back Marshawn Lynch. Now, NFL spokesperson, spokesman 
Brian McCarthy told ESPN on Sunday that the league just became aware of the Pro Football Arm Wrestling Championship and will be looking into it further. They said participating players could be in violation of the league's gambling policy and may face fines. The league personnel are prohibited from making promotional appearances at casinos or other gambling-related establishments. Such bullshit. Had we been asked in advance if this was acceptable, we would have indicated that it was in direct violation of the gambling policy. This happened with Tony Romo a couple years ago. With He wanted to do a fantasy football thing there. Joe Lockhart, NFL Vice President of Communications, told USA Today Sports, which first reported the league's concern over the event. No one sought pre-approval. Pre- sought pre-approval. It was held April 5th through 9th. Scheduled to be broadcast on the CBS network on May 27, 28, with the championship round, championship round to be shown on June 3rd. So a portion of the prize purses for both individual and team competitions will be donated to the charity of the player's choice, according to the event's website. And ESPN reached out to the event organizers for comment. Also, Miami Dolphins receiver Kenny Stills, San Francisco 49ers Navarro Bauman, and Oakland Raiders punter Marquette King were reportedly among the players who participated in the contest. I mean, I don't understand this. The Raiders have been approved relocation to Vegas. And Goodell said that the Raiders' relocation would not impact the league's gambling policy. But they've been consistent in regards to events held at the Las Vegas casinos. There's, they bring up the 2015 Fantasy Football Convention featuring NFL players, including now-retired Tony Romo. It was supposed to be held at the Las Vegas Convention Center, connected to the Venetian. And they did warn the participants that they would be in violation of the league's gambling policy and face potential fines. After the event was eventually canceled, the organizers sued the NFL, but the case was later dismissed. You know what? I, if they're having an arm wrestling event in a casino and it's an arm wrestling, of, oh, because there's gambling on the arm wrestling. But everybody bets on sports. I just feel like, you know, you can't be holier than that. You can't be bigger. Everybody gets bets on everything. I don't know. I think the NFL feels like they're like the esteemed of all esteemed. I don't know. I, I call bullshit on that front. <laughs> Lewis Hamilton won the Chinese Grand Prix. Have you watching that stuff? I know usually one guy, once a guy passes, he doesn't lose, but that stuff's pretty cool to watch. And how about this? Arnold Palmer's putter from 1964 Masters sells for $97,690 at auction early Sunday. Record for a modern tournament used club. 97,000 and change. God damn. Oh, and I watched uh, Lomachenko beat Juan, Jason Sosa last night. TKO ninth could have ended much, much sooner. He landed over 40% of his punches, 58% of his power punches. Sosa's face, I mean, Sosa wasn't doing anything. And then he was talking shit one round. And then the next round, Lomachenko did the, did like a bullfighter. And now they went up to fight, uh, Garcia next, who they think Garcia will be able to... T- I don't think so. Lomachenko is like watching is like watching an artist at work. He's pretty goddamn amazing. He is pretty... You know, I can't wait to watch him more. I mean, he's he's 8-1 now. Nine fights total. Amazing. Just amazing. In nine fights. Well, he fought... What did he fight? 397 amateur fights? Amazing, amazing fighter. And Pacquiao... 59 wins, 6 losses, 2 draws, 38 KOs is going to face Jeff Horn. 16 wins, 0 losses, 11 KOs for the welterweight world title in Australia on July 2nd, and nobody gives a shit. Because he didn't want to fight this guy. This guy, nobody wanted to see him fight, but hey, Manny, I guess get out there. I'm not too excited about this fight. Not even close. Yeah, not even the least bit excited on that front. All right, the Mets already started. 
I'm excited for the Yankees tomorrow. Opening day. Good times. Very exciting. And I have some trivia questions for everybody. Trivia questions. Corn dogs for everyone. That was in uh, Semi Pro. Corn dogs. Corn dogs for everyone. Corn dogs. All right. Last night trivia question. Only one woman, woman's player, has won most as semi player at the final four on a losing team. Who was it? Dawn Staley in 1991. They lost in the finals to Tennessee. How about that? Well, she got her first ring this year. Tonight's trivia question. What three teams made the Sweet 16 in their first NCAA tournament appearance? There are three teams that made the Sweet 16 in their first ever men's basketball NCAA tournament appearance. All right. Sergio Garcia, amazing win today. Russell Westbrook, 42nd triple-double, breaks the big O, and wins the game on a three at the buzzer. Yankees get the win. Thank God, 2-4. and four. Opening day tomorrow. Mets playing today. 2-3 and three on the season. Let's get a win. It's been ugly. And I think that's all I want to say right now. Folks, have a great night. I'll talk to you soon. Peace out.